Welcome to the Stop Down Photography Podcast, episode 63. I'm Scott Davenport. Today's topic is the story revealed by changes to your photo kit. Hi, welcome. Thanks for joining me. I'm glad to be back with you for another chat about photography, this shared passion of ours. And in today's episode, let's take one more step on our never-ending journey of photography. The contents of our camera bag, they're rarely static. The gear we carry evolves as we continue our pursuit of photography. Taking stock of what items in our photo kit have changed and what hasn't changed can reveal an interesting story. And that is the topic for today's podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with a friend, share it on social media with your camera club. And if you can, please leave a rating on Apple Podcasts. Fresh ratings help other photographers find out about the show. Let me start with a postulate. I'll bet you have a photo of your photo kit. Now we all do it. Even if it's just for the mundane reason of documenting your gear for you know, insurance or whatever, maybe you arrange the gear, take a well-composed photo. Yeah, we're photographers after all. I certainly have photos like this of my kit. And as I'll suggest in this podcast, these kit photos can serve a purpose beyond just the step back and marvel at the tools that you use to make your imagery. Looking at how your gear has changed over time reveals an interesting story, the story arc of your photo journey to date. Now, what landed me on this topic this week for the podcast? Uh, the prompt is kind of a curious one, copyright infringement. Back in episode 45, I posted an image of my photo kit from around 2016 as the artwork for that episode. And that podcast topic was about our photo kits and whether or not quote-unquote old gear meant the kit was obsolete. I'll leave a link in the show notes in case you missed that one. Well, here it is a few months later, and that image popped up on a report I get of potential copyright infringements. And sure enough, it was an unauthorized use. Someone lifted the photo. Someone. Let's say a less than scrupulous photographer lifted the photo and used it as advertisement for their own photo business. Ostensibly, my gear photo was a stand-in suggesting the kit that they use is like mine, and it's what they use to dazzle their clients with. Absolutely amazing, really. You know, photographers should know better. But the copyright thing aside... That got me looking at this image of my photo kit from 2016 more closely. I noticed what gear had changed, what gear hadn't changed. Hmm, this is getting interesting. What do these changes in my kit tell me about my photography? How does it reflect on my artistic path? Good topic for a podcast, right? Well, here we are. So let me describe the two photo kits, the 2016 kit and my kit now. And I'll put images of both the old kit and the new kit in the post for this podcast. So hit the show notes. There's a link there for this episode, and you can see both photos as I'm describing them. Okay, so my photo kit circa 2016. There's a single camera body, Sony a7R. And that was about a year after I'd switched from DSLRs to mirrorless. I still just had the one body. Three lenses, the Trinity, a 16 to 35, a 24 to 70, a 70 to 200. All of them are F4. I had a couple of Tiffin circular filters, a polarizer, 
and one variable ND filter. My really right stuff tripod and ball head. The legs are pretty beefy. They can go about six and a half feet fully extended. The ball head's a heavier ball head supporting the you know, heavier camera bodies and lenses, the glass. And there were accessories, the batteries, remote triggers, memory cards, you know, that kind of stuff. But it's a pretty lean kit. Three lenses to cover the gamut of my photography. Just the single body, and maybe I carried the DSLR as a backup, but it's certainly a light kit. And I remember all of this fitting into a very simple photo backpack. And thinking about the nature of my work, my filter set is kind of light. That's surprising as I think back to that time, because I'm doing a lot of seascape work even back in 2016. Right, fast forward five years. What's my photo kit now in 2021? Well, it's changed. It's grown. There's a lot more cameras. Now I have a pair of A7R2s, and those do heavy lifting for my still work. There's a Sony A6400. That's a video camera. I use that for video work, for field blogging. The Sony A7R is still there, although now it's an infrared camera. And there's a DJI Osmo, a little handheld gimbal camera. There's a Sony RX0, a kind of like a GoPro-sized camera. Those are for video work as well. What about the lenses, though? Okay, this is interesting. Yes, there are more lenses in my kit today. Although, the same three from five years ago, they're still there. And two of them, the 16-35 to and the 24-70, to they have near permanent resident status on my A7R2 bodies. And as for that 70-200, to I got to admit, that lens is far and away my least use. And there are times I leave it in the studio just because I... Don't want to carry the extra weight. But what lenses have been added? Hmm. Well, there's a simple Nifty 50, an F1.8, you know, dirt cheap, kind of bought it on a whim, really. There's a 20 millimeter Prime F1.8, and that I use for video work that's almost got permanent resident status on the A6400 video cameras to up the quality of the video game. And then there is a small, like, 16 to 50 pancake lens. That was the kit lens that came off the 6400, and I basically don't carry that around anymore. What about the tripods? Hmm. Uh, let me rephrase that. The support systems. How about that? Because the main tripod's the same. Minor upgrades to that tripod. There's a set of spikes on it now. There's a leveling base, so uh, I got some panel work going on now. A set of new legs are in there. There's another really right stuff tripod with another ball head. It's got a panning ball head on it. Why the new tripod? Hmm, video. That's 6400 I mentioned. That's sitting on that second tripod a lot for that field footage. And why the panning head? Well, panning for video. You're starting to detect a theme here, right? <laughs> the other support system that's in there is a little platypod. And it's another one that grew out of the video needs. I can pop another camera on there you know, fit it into small or awkward places to get different angles while I'm out in the field. It's a big change in filters. I swapped out the circular screw-in filters for a 100 millimeter square holder system. I'm using Hida filters now. I love them. The M10 system's fantastic. You'll see in the photo, there's the Mindshift filter hive. It's got all the filters in there. And I've talked about that bag enough on this podcast. You, you know I love that bag. As for the accessories... I don't know, it's kind of a wash. It's probably more memory cards and batteries because there's more cameras. There's a couple of loom cubes for lighting, wireless mic, and why the growth there? Yep, you guessed it, video work. So what does this inventory exercise tell me? It sounds like a lot of change, but it's not just the story of 
five years of purchases and you know, gear sprawl. There's more to it. And for my photography, I need to break it down into two buckets. First is the still photography. You know, the core kit that supports my still photography really hasn't changed. The camera body got an upgrade. I went from an A7R to an A7R II. The lenses, zero change. Three same lenses that I bought way back in, gosh, 2015 when I first moved to Sony cameras. Those haven't changed. Same exact lenses from my still work. The tripod is the same. Same one I've been using for more than half a decade now. It cost a lot when I bought it, but the uh, principle of buy once, cry once, that's been working. And that tripod is still going really, really strong. I expect to get another half a decade or more out of it easily. The growth areas have really been in the filters. For the still work that I do, it's the filters, moving to a drop-in filter system. So what does this tell me about my artistic path for stills? A couple of things. Number one, I'm really dialed in for my genre of photography. I'm a landscape photographer through and through. My camera and lens needs haven't really changed. And yes, there are sharper lenses and newer bodies that have been released since I built my kit out, but they're not dramatically better for me. They won't advance my photography enough, not enough for me to drop a few thousand dollars on a new lens or a new body. I'll take the photo trip instead, and I'll invest that money into an experience or a new location. The filters is where the dollar investment went in, and that's paid off for the artistry. Longer exposure work I do now is better. My workflow in the field is more nimble, and that means more photo opportunities, more presses of the shutter, and law of averages, more good photos. The second thing that this lack of change in my gear tells me about my still work is the improvement for my stills has been in developing my photographic eye. My improvement in photography has been learning to see better, recognizing photo opportunities more readily, understanding light more, and perhaps related understanding my digital tools more. I can go back to photos I captured five, seven, maybe even 10 years ago, and I can reprocess them with the knowledge I have now, and I get better results. The final images are stronger. The capture didn't change. It's the same raw photo from however many years ago. It's just my skills in working with that raw photo have greatly improved. So my growth on still work has been much less about chasing new gear and much more about refining my photographic eye. Now, is gear bad? No, of course not. We've talked about that on the podcast before. But for me, my cameras and my lenses are not the obstacles to making better photos. So then why all the growth in photo kit? That's bucket number two, video work. And there are a couple of things that this gear change tells me about my video work. You know, number one, obviously, the gear expansion has been driven by video. The new camera bodies, the additional lenses, microphones, a second tripod, all that has been in service of capturing field work, whether it's behind-the-scenes footage for a YouTube video or instructional tutorials for a video course. 
And so I'll argue somewhat that foray into video is business driven. That's part of my photo business is generating that type of content. I needed more tools to be able to produce better content. The second thing I think is interesting is the foray into video is making me a better storyteller. When I'm capturing video, of course, there's a message to convey, a lesson or an explanation of something I'm doing with the cameras. It is centered around the still work, so all the video is in service of capturing a still photo. But I'm also thinking about making the video as dynamic as I can. Multiple camera angles, B-roll that adds to the story, supplemental footage, capturing more than I probably need for the final video edit. And that thinking is bleeding into my still photography work. Historically, I would chase the singular photo. I'd find that one composition I really, really liked at a location, and I would work it and work it and work it until I got it just right. And now I'm doing more groups of photos. And some of that, I think, it may be just like this feedback loop, right? My photographic eye has grown. I've improved in that space. I have to spend less time working that one composition until I get what I want, and then I can move on to something else. But then the video side of things and wanting to capture more of the surround is driving me to capture a collection of work, you know, four or five, six photos that capture the essence of an outing. And that is, I think it's a good thing. It's a different area. It's pushing me artistically to think beyond just that one singular image. So I certainly think that if I weren't making content for YouTube and video courses, my photo kit would look really, really similar to what it looked like in 2016. The filter upgrades, maybe a camera body, and that's about it. The video space, that's been where my gear growth has been. And thankfully, I am seeing a connection with that exploration of video fueling some artistic growth in my still work. So now it's your turn. I want you to have a look at your photo kit now and think about what's changed and why has it changed? Or if it hasn't changed, why hasn't it changed? The story that your kit will tell you will be unique to you. And I'll bet there are gear choices and changes that speak to your journey as an artist. So this uh, chatting about photo kits and gear purchases, it makes me think about some of those gear purchases we make that were definitely not worth the money. I know I have a few purchases that I'll put in the not smart bucket, or at least I thought they were smart and then they just went underutilized or maybe totally unused and fell into the not smart category. I want to leave that as an open question to you. Maybe, maybe a two-part question. Part one, what gear do you swear by? The piece of gear that you cannot live without. And part two, what gear have you acquired that's been, let's be kind, a poor choice 
So I want to hear from you. Share your thoughts with me. You can use the contact form on stopdownpodcast.com. And, and please do share the reason why you swear by a piece of gear or the reason that this thing you acquired was ended up being a poor choice. Because here on Stop Down Podcast, we're interested in going a little deeper, understanding why we do things, the why behind our photography. And maybe this uh, best and worst kind of gear idea will become a future podcast topic. So I'm looking forward to hearing from you. Thanks as always to the members of the Patreon community. I can't tell you enough how much I appreciate you being there week in, week out. You're the folks that keep the podcast on the air. Just this past week in Patreon, we've been kicking around a few images I'm uh, collecting to produce a new video course on that. I'll call it a chalk talk. You take a photo and dissect it compositionally and where you want the photo to go, then take it into the digital darkroom and work through the processing of it. And folks, the members of Patreon, you guys and gals have been awesome. The feedback you're giving, the ideas that are flowing around, it's making me think more about that course and it's going to be better for it. So thanks very much, not only for your support, but being there as a trusted group where we can kick around these ideas and improve our photography, right? That is the whole point. That's why we're here to get better at our craft. If you're interested in learning more about the patron community, check the show notes, links are there. There's also a support the show button on every page of Stop Down Podcast, and there are plenty of zero-cost ways that you can help support this podcast and keep the train rolling. And that'll wrap up this week's episode. I hope you enjoyed it. Do reach out. I want to hear about your gear, the things you swear by, and the things that you probably couldn't have done without. I'm looking forward to seeing how that intersects with some of the things that are already rolling through my head. So please do reach out. I'm an approachable guy. And until next time, My name's Scott Davenport. Have fun.